All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Can you see it? Did you notice? Checked, but the puck comes right to Pedersen, who tries a bank pass for Besser. In with a shot, he scores! A moment's notice. It only... You're listening to Canucks Conversation. Quinn Hughes, beat reporter here. Like, I don't, I don't cover the Canucks. Yeah. I cover Quinn Hughes and what he's doing to the Canucks. A member of the Nation Network of Podcasts and delivered by DoorDash. Just wave the guy and get Demko involved. I wanted them in and down Wow. We should do a radio show together. <laughs> right on. I want to fist bump you right now. What Pearl steals, cutting in, shoots, scores! Don't waste all the good stuff on the off air. Let's go. Hello Canucks fans, welcome back to another episode of the Canucks Conversation. It's draft day folks, and yes, sorry we are late to the YouTube live show. I'll tell you what, usually it's my fault, not this time folks. 
This time it was all these Nashville folk. These nope. Nashville folk like Faber. You had White Castle at like 2 a.m. last night. Did I say that correctly? Uh, I had White Castle last night. Yeah, at about, uh, well, I, I door dashed it at about 150 and got in at about 2.30. So, yeah. So some people asked why I wasn't also, like why we both didn't go to Nashville. We could have. Like I could have gone. The reason, though, is because we would get no work done if both of us were there. Canucks Army would have two articles on the site, both of which no. would be from you, because I'd be eating more White Castle than you. I, You know, let's, let's be honest here. So that's why I'm not in Nashville. Someone's got to do the work. That's me. That's unbelievable. I'm out here. I work till midnight, and then I go out at midnight. That's been the that's been the situation so far. Last night was out with the uh, the Elite Prospect folks again, the Swedish folk. Good folks over there. They they were telling me too. You know how I say Niels Huglander, and people make mm-hmm. fun of me and they say I'm saying it wrong. They loved it. They all loved the way that I said Huglander, Elias Pettersson. I was crushing my Swedish last night, and you know I'm going to learn Swedish this summer by the end uh, by the season start uh, this coming season. I want to have at least like a basic level of Swedish. Did you mention our good uh, good folks at Zephyr Epic yet? I don't think you have. We didn't have our, our nice uh, Vancouver camera going. No, it threw me off a little bit. But yeah. yes, of course, Canucks Conversation is brought to you by the great folks over at Zephyr Epic. You can use promo code Hockey Season, capital H, capital S, all one word, Hockey Season. That'll get you $5 off your order at ZephyrEpic.com. That is Z-E-P-H-Y-R Epic. Check them out on all platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, Instagram, whatever it is. They've got you covered for all of your trading card needs. So be sure to go check them out. Did you get any hockey cards through customs, Chris? No, I haven't gotten any hockey cards. And it's, it's weird for me because like the whole show has been thrown off here with no view outside in Vancouver in the mountains. I don't have my cards to open up and, you know, like rustle up again. Maybe I just need to like rustle something on the mic like uh, like the sounds of it normally makes here. But uh, I want the chat to be very involved today. We're only going to be going for about uh, 30 minutes total here. We're going to be banging this one out pretty quick. Listen, we touched on so much draft stuff on the way up here. We're here for a live show. Just kind of interact with the chat. Uh, and all right off the top, Karn. Says, favor looking like a sweaty boy. Damn right. I walked here. I didn't take the scoot scoots today. Uh, I walked up to the place here and I haven't been able to cool down uh, since then. But I got uh, got my coconut water. I got uh, my gaming juice. We're all good to go. Uh, we're rolling. So, yeah. I uh, I saw you on Huff and Bruff today. They were talking Ooh. about the, uh, the, the energy drinks. I'm not sure if you heard this conversation. Bruff was like, I've Googled C4 and everybody's saying it's a pre-workout and I don't think Faber was working out today. I just needed it to get back to normal. Yeah. Like that was uh man. I, so I woke up like 10 minutes before that Halford and Bruff hit this morning and that uh, was not great. My voice was so scratchy. Uh, and uh, yeah, that was, that was honestly the hardest radio hit I've ever done in my life for sure. <laughs> it was uh, a difficult one. Um, Jarhead, yeah. Jarhead in the chat here. I want to get to his comment said, Everybody ready to see Bedard put on a Hawks jersey tonight? Because, folks, that's what's happening. We're recording this at noon uh, on the day of the draft. First day of the draft, of course. No live blog tonight. We scrapped the live blog idea. But hopefully, Faber's going to be able to do one tomorrow for day two. But, yes, Connor Bedard is going to become a Chicago Blackhawk tonight. But, Chris, the question on everybody's mind, we had this conversation yesterday. Let's go through some options for the Canucks at pick 11. Sure. Where do you want to start? I mean, there's, we can go forward. We can go defenseman. Where do you want to go right off the top? I really want a defenseman for this team. Like, look, in my opinion, Chris, if it's not Zach Benson and even Zach Benson, I'm not completely sold personally. Hold on. Hold on a second. Don't go too deep in. We we got a segment here. We got a graphic build. We got all this fun stuff to get to when we use our picks. Let's just discuss the defenseman who could be available. I'm just saying if, like, look, you always go for best player available, mm-hmm. but I'm not convinced that a defenseman isn't the best player available at 11. If Matt Vay Mitchkov's gone, 
if Zach Benson's gone, am I forgetting anybody? Oliver Moore, if Oliver Moore's gone, like Oliver yeah. Moore is someone I'd like to see the Canucks draft if he's there at 11. David Reinbacher is a defenseman, so I think that's about He'll it. He'll be it, gone, though. Reinbacher exactly. won't be there past seven, but you know what I was hearing uh, all mm. day yesterday? The more and more I heard from people that Oliver Moore is going to slide out of the top 10. And I think that's not a huge shocker. Like he's ranked between kind of seventh and 15th on a lot of the rankings out there right now. But the more that you hear about him, and I hate, I, I got to stop saying more here, but Oliver Moore seems like he's sliding out of the top 10. I tell you what, you're getting a center there. Who's going to kill penalties at the NHL level. He's the fastest skater in this draft. I love the, uh, the elite prospect scouting set. The first sentence in their article about him is this is the fastest prospect we've ever scouted in elite prospects history. So this guy flies and he does it at the NH like at the USHL level right now where he was just like breezing by guys, but that team played against a bunch of NCAA teams as well. So when he's skating up against some of these better teams, like watching him skating against Michigan last year, he looks faster than every guy on Michigan. So more would be a very exciting prospect. Like he's almost the complete all of Nate Danielson. Who's the other name that's rumored to the Vancouver Canucks a lot at 11. He is exciting. He doesn't really have all the basics kind of like locked in somewhat to like Danielson has, but more would be a super exciting prospect for the system. And he's off to the NCAA next year. A lot of exciting things with him. He's a, a very solid option uh, for the Canucks at 11. And he's kind of in the middle of like, he's more, I guess, leaning towards being a boomer bust prospect than a safe bet. But he's kind of like that middle ground that I, I like a little bit more than taking the safe pick with Nate Danielson, who I don't think is valuable there at 11th overall. And we talked about that yesterday about floor ceiling with Oliver Moore. What's his ceiling and what's his floor? I mean, the ceiling for more, it depends. Like, if you were to actually be switched to the wing, he could probably have top line potential with the speed. And he's got finishing ability. Like, it's not his best trait, but his speed is so good that he's going to create easier scoring chances for himself when he gets to the pro level. I, I think for him, you're looking more like a second line center as the high, the, the ceiling for more at this point. But he's a guy that I feel pretty comfortable about saying he's going to be at least a third line center who's going to kill penalties for you. He's also the interesting kind of pick from that United States national team where. He's, he's not all power play, right? Like, that's what that team was all about. Their power play was just ridiculous. It's been like that for, like, the last 10 years. They just run through those USHL teams on their power play. And Moore wasn't necessarily, like, the, the main guy on the unit. So he was a guy that they trusted to be the first over the boards from the forwards to go out there and kill penalties. And, man, it's, it is ridiculous. Like, you just go on Twitter. Write Oliver Moore in the search bar. Watch how fast this damn kid is. He's incredibly talented. Uh, and he's still small. Like, he's got a lot of room to put on some muscle. And it'll be interesting to see, like, maybe he's even a better skater after he puts on all that muscle. That would be wild because he could potentially be the fastest skater in the NHL one day. He has that much potential right now. So I'll I'll say aside from Connor McDavid, Ty's staring me down now. So, so, so Oliver Moore, that's one of the guys that I would like to see them take at 11. If he slips, that's the one that I would break my defenseman rule for, Mm -hmm. but like I said earlier, I'm not convinced that it's not going to be a defenseman. That is the best player available at 11. I like Dmitry Simashev. I really like Tom Willander. Those are the two guys that I really want to see this team take. I don't like Axel Sandin Pelica, largely because you're the main person I talk to for draft uh, draft opinions. <laughs> but I would like to see Willander, and I would like to see Dmitry Simashev be the Canucks pick at 11. Yeah, let's uh, let's get to our picks then, because we're we're gonna be rolling through the show here, uh, and I'll try and keep an eye on the chat here a little bit more. Uh, just reading in here, good strategy. I might skip the first fifteen minutes of the draft. Is Willander the most likely pick at eleven? Potentially, like he, you know, if, if he is there, I think he's the Canucks are very high on him. But yeah, let's uh, let's run this great graphic I built here, Aaron. Put this thing together here. Quads is pick. 
for 11th overall, if the way that the draft falls, a realistic pick, quads are going with Dmitry Simashev. I am. And, and, and the turning point for me, like the turning point was when we had Daniel G on the show and he mm-hmm. said, yeah, this guy skates like Quinn Hughes. And he didn't, he, he went into it more and said, it's not identical, but he is the best skating defenseman in this draft. Look, I'm looking at this guy and seeing a player who can at the very, very least, you know, he's kind of one of these other low ceiling players where he can be a shutdown defenseman. Team could use that. Like the team could absolutely use that. If he can be a shutdown defenseman at the NHL level and that's his floor, Mm -hmm. like if he skates well enough to be a shutdown defenseman at the NHL level, I'm fine with that pick. And if he can add that offensive element, you're laughing. You're laughing with this prospect. So, yeah. look, I know there's some people who say Axel Sandin Pelica. I look at him a lot as like a Nils Lundqvist. We've talked about Nils Lundqvist before when the Rangers and the Canucks were talking trade. And a lot of people even pointed out like, well, they don't really need Nils Lundqvist because you want him to run your power play and Quinn Hughes is going to do that. So, look, you can never have too many good defensemen. That's not what I'm trying to say. But there's almost a bit of a redundancy there if you have a Quinn Hughes and then you also add a Nils Lundqvist or an Axel Sandin Pelica. I'm... I'm not convinced that Sandine Pelica's ceiling is high enough to warrant taking that swing on him. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I really want to see Simashev be the pick. Uh, if the Canucks are going to go with a defenseman, I would really like to see him. Uh, Jarhead asked this, and, and I'll pose this question to you, Chris. Jarhead asked this in the chat. So why is Simashev ranked so low on some scouts' lists? What are the drawbacks? I think initially the first thing that you do and listen, this is what everybody does. You look at the stats first, right? And I think that's what you do before you actually even start watching the player. You look at stats, you start to do that. And it's pretty hard for a lot of people to get past the fact that Simashev and we have the stats up here right now, 39 games in the MHL, which is the junior league over there in Russia, only three goals and 13 assists. So not a lot there from a player who, listen, you want to see points in the MHL, especially when these guys are getting the opportunity and playing as many minutes as Simashev was, but you watch him defend in the KHL. And you're like, okay, this is this is where his game really thrives. His defending is so good. I also think there was a little bit of bad puck luck as well in the MHL. Like you saw him dance around the blue line with the puck, wasn't able to really find the back of the net. His shot has kind of, you know, almost like he uh, off of his stick almost looks like it fans every time. Like it's a little bit of a maybe he needs to work on some of the mechanics there. We all remember Elias Pettersson when he broke down his shot that way and kind of restructured the way that he shoots the puck. Look at how he does now in the NHL. You, I don't think Simashev is going to be at that level, but he's able to kind of just you know clean up some mechanics, be able to get that shot a little bit stronger. I really like the way he looks when he shoots the puck. It just doesn't explode off the stick like you would like to see. Uh, so that's kind of what I feel about his offensive game. I, I also just think, like, I've seen him on rankings where, he, like, yeah, some people have him in, like, the 30s. Some people have him outside the first round. I'm just convinced that those people have not watched Dmitry Simashev. I think they're just looking at the stats. They're just reading other people's articles about the prospects, and they're just putting him there in the 30s because I just don't think you can actually watch this guy and say that he's not a first-round pick, a top-20 pick, in my eyes, the best defenseman in this draft. Jackson A. Walt in the YouTube live chat said Simashev has the highest ceiling out of any D-man this draft. His size and skating will keep him in the NHL no matter what. No brainer to me that he should be the first D-man off the board. You called him the best defenseman in this draft. He's my pick at 11. Yeah, I'll say that I 
I think the fact that he isn't a right shot guy will also hurt him a little bit. I think that's why Ryan Backer is going to end up being the first shot, first defenseman off the board. I mean, he is, he's damn impressive in his own right. He skates well. He doesn't skate like Simashev, but he moves well. He defends well, did it in the men's league throughout this past season. And there's been a lot of talk over the past 48 hours here about him going straight to the NHL or potentially the AHL uh, next year as well. So I think teams will like that specifically the Vancouver Canucks with their AHL team just down the road in Abbotsford, like to get Rhinebacker down in the AHL would be tremendous for the prospect pool and to get him working with the development coaches, whether it's the Sedins or whoever else is heading out there, that would be really good too. I just think the fact, you know, right D are at a premium, right? And that's why I think uh, Rhinebacker is going to be the first off the board. But I agree if I was projecting the best defenseman overall, I, I'm rolling with Simashev. I think that's a great take from Jackson there. Okay. Uh, who's your pick? All right. Get it up here, Aaron. Let's see this uh, gorgeous graphic here. Somebody working on this all morning. I'm going with Zach Benson. I think he's going to slide out of the top 10. I think enough teams are going to pick defensemen between 5 and 10. I think Zach Benson's going to be available for the Canucks, and I don't want to see them draft a winger, but I don't want to see them pass up on Zach Benson even more because I think he is such a talented player. I project him to be Elias Pettersson's winger two to three years down the road from now, and he's going to make Pettersson an even better score because Benson thinks the game at a ridiculous rate. He's probably the best playmaker in this draft. He also skates extremely hard. He's the devil on the forecheck. You like a lot of what this guy did in the WHL. You watch him play in some of the games with Canada, like whether it was the Halinka or some other opportunities for him. Extremely talented player. The work rate is so damn high. And I just think Benson would be a guy that I really like. And I want to really make this very clear. I do not want the Vancouver Canucks to draft a winger. But this this guy, you have to break that rule for. There's two wingers that I would break that rule for. One, Zach Benchkov. Those are the two players I think you would want to break that rule and go ahead and get a winger because there's that much talent. 121 points in 73 games this year in the WHL. That's playoffs and regular season combined. Ridiculous rate. And then you just see some of the analytics behind how he was creating offense. His playmaking is ridiculous. So many primary assists, and he's also able to finish on his own. He's also not that the other thing about Benson is he's not five foot six. Like he's not five, six, Like he's five foot 11. He's not a tiny little guy who's going to get pushed around. He's tough. He plays hard. He's able to battle against the big bodies in the WHL. Like I'm not too worried about this guy making a huge impact at the end soon. And I think it's, if he's there at 11, he's the one that you can't pass up on. Like, I really think that like you, as much as I love Dmitry Simashev and as much as I like like David Reinbacker and even Tom Willander as defensemen to add to this team, Zach Benson has that superstar potential. He really does, and I don't think you should pass on that, specifically if you're outside of the top 10. So I don't think they should uh, go away from Zach Benson if he's an option for them. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. 
Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Yeah, I think if you're going best player available, Zach Benson's the one. Zach Benson's probably the one over Dmitry Simashev. Okay, let's move on here. Um, have fun is the headline. Do you want to talk uh, quickly around the league? Like, do you want to talk about no. free agency? Because we're going to have one more show, but tomorrow mm-hmm. we're going to be recapping the draft. We're not going to talk much about free agency. Uh, Dolly Wall, Rick Dolly Wall, Donnie and Dolly, the team, uh, reporting today that Miles Wood, the Canucks are one of many teams interested uh, in the Devils winger. Yeah, I mean, he's played a little bit of center, a little bit more of a winger-type player, but he's got some size to him. I mean, that's good. Miles Wood would be a, a player that the Canucks should be targeting. I think uh, I think he did some penalty killing last year as well. Um, but we've also heard, like, how often – I feel like it's like every eight months or so we get a Miles Wood to the Canucks sort of rumor going around. So, uh, But Dolly Wall, he's, he's locked in, uh, and I believe that the Canucks probably are showing interest in this type of player, and, and he would help. He's a you know, size type of player that Rick Tockett likes, uh, as well as what he can bring to the penalty kill, like I mentioned. It's all depending on the money, right? It's all going to depend on the money. You are frozen. In yeah, hey, funniest... hey, I'm frozen here on the camera again. Here, and it's look... a horrible spot. <laughs> you look like I don't even know. I I, I don't even know. You look like a I hope the chat, baseball yeah. player. Well, I saw that. That looked like I looked like Bryce Harper when he was doing that uh, shoot for Sports yeah. Illustrated at 16. Yeah. There we go. We're good. <laughs> Oilers Nation jumped in our chat here. Not sure if that's Tyler right behind the scenes there. But oh. uh, yeah, 93 viewers on the pre-draft episode. So folks, if you're just joining us, make sure you subscribe to the channel. Subscribe to the podcast. We're going to have stuff after. And be sure to read CanucksArmy.com because that's where all the stuff's going to be instantly uh, as soon as the Canucks make their selection at 11th overall. Favor, what do you think? Any chance they trade down today? Like Nashville still wants to move up. There's you got to think there's movement, right? Like we're hearing all this stuff about Montreal with the fifth pick. Yearning anything? Like, do you, do you think they're going to move down at all? I think it's, I think they're going to end up picking on 11. I don't think they are going to end up moving down as much as I'd like to see them add a second round pick. The the thing that they're missing in this draft. I just, I I think the player that you're going to see there sitting at 11, your scouting staff is going to be like, yeah, he's like, he's number six on our list. Like we're, we're jacked up about him being, you know, getting the sixth best prospect in this draft here. That's what we're going to hear after the draft. Like that's what we're going to hear tonight. And I just think that that's too much to pass up on um, as much as you'd like to add that second round pick. The only way I can really see it happening. And uh, this is what I would love to happen is Axel Sandin Palika going in the top 10, right? That would throw things off. Uh, even if Simashev ends up going in the top 10, as much as I'd like to see a Canucks get him, if he goes in the top 10, you're starting to look at, okay, there's a few different forward options here. We're not really in love with any of them. So maybe you do see a trade down with Nashville at 15. That's the one to watch. I think, uh, but it's all going to depend how the 10 shakes down from him. And that's kind of the way this whole draft is. Like, aside from the Chicago Blackhawks and, and I guess Anaheim Ducks sitting at number two, everybody else is kind of just like, okay, well, when's Mitchkov going to go? When's the first defenseman going to go? That's the way this draft is going to play out. There's nobody out there uh, that knows exactly how this first 10 picks are going to end up going. And uh, the Canucks will have to just kind of wait and see. And I think they need to keep their options open because a trade down could be a real possibility. Like I, I think the players that we've talked about on the show, whether it's Tom Willander or Nate Danielson or, you know, Dmitry Simashev, 
I think you're getting at least one, two, maybe all three of them available at 15th overall as well. So I, I think that trading down should be a decent option here. I just don't know. It's going to depend how the top 10 picks go in front of that. Yeah, absolutely. And we'll see. We'll see how it goes tonight. Uh, and then we'll yeah. be back tomorrow, tomorrow at 1 p.m. Pacific time uh, to break down the Canucks draft as a whole because the second round will be wrapped up uh, yes. by that which I'm, point. Which I'm very excited about, and that's what I wrote in the have fun part here uh, as we switch over to odds and ends. Just have fun. We've we've done a lot of coverage of this. I hope that people have enjoyed it here on the chat. I hope that people have been reading Canucks Army uh, and reading a lot of our prospect stuff. I know that I was getting a lot of praise out there last night, specifically from some some major scouting sites about the work we did at Canucks Army for prepping for this draft. So it's been a hell of a lot of fun. I hope people have enjoyed that. Have enjoyed the chats. Uh, you know, Danny G and some other scouts joining us here on the show as well has been great. So all those type of things. It, it's just been a blast so far. And tonight's the night where I think. Whatever, get your popcorn ready, crack a cold one, watch the draft, and just just try and enjoy it. Like I, I, I hope the Canucks do make a decent splash with their pick, whether it's moving down or making a, a selection with high end talent. They have the option for it. I would love to see it happen. Just try and have some fun tonight. But I'm I'm having some fun tomorrow, right? Like that's the day. I, I know I'm very excited to see who they add because this is now by far the number one prospect coming into the system, no matter who it is. If it's the high ceiling player or the low ceiling player, whatever it is, they're getting their number one prospect into the pipeline, whoever they pick at 11th overall, which is like kind of damning as well. Because if you remember last year, we said the same thing about who they picked at 15. So I think that says a lot more about the prospect pool than anything. But they are 100% getting the number one prospect in the pipeline tonight at 11th overall if they make the selection there or if they trade down as well. Honestly, I think whoever they pick in the first round, even if there is trade movement, he becomes the number one prospect because the Canucks don't really have that number one. Like we've talked about this with the prospect pool with Karen Mackey, Danila Klimovich, Atu Ratu, even Archer Silovs. Like they're all in the conversation to be the best prospect right now. It's going to be a lot of fun ranking them out here over the next two weeks as we have development camp right when we get back to Vancouver, actually. Uh, we get started with that on, on Monday, I believe, for development camp. So that's going to be a lot of fun, too. And that'll be a little bit of a better chance to evaluate where these prospects rank up. And we'll probably see, you know, we'll see everybody there, too. It's not just it's not like young stars where the, uh, the Europeans and the NCAA guys aren't there. We're going to see all the Canucks prospects there in Vancouver out at UBC uh, starting Monday or Tuesday. I have to double check. I'll check with PR today so I can tweet that out. Uh, but yeah, uh, just have fun. Just have fun tonight, right? Like we've, everybody's done the work. If you've been watching the show, if you've been reading Canucks Army, you've done the work as much as us. You know what's going on here. You know every situation. You know probably things that you like, things that you disagree with us, things that you agree with us, whatever it may be. I feel like if you've been following along, you have enough knowledge to know what happens here at 11th overall at the Canucks. And I, and I think it's going to be a good time to just enjoy it. Just enjoy it, man. The draft's going to be a lot of fun, and the Canucks are about to make a big pick for the franchise moving forward. Yep, and it's going to be a good one to watch. It's going to be a good draft tonight, folks. Uh, we'll see you tomorrow. Stay tuned for that. Uh, look, I'm yeah. excited. I'm really excited to see who they end up picking. Well, that, uh, but we'll- yeah, in day two, sorry, before we get to that, before we get out of here, day two. That's like I'm so excited for that because that's where I feel like I've done just as much work as I have for 11th overall. I'm excited to see what happens at 75. They got the back-to-back picks pretty much at 105 and 107. Like, there's a lot of stuff that could happen here, and I think uh, the name that I heard the Canucks could be is Hoyt Stanley, who we wrote about last week. I talked to him last week uh, and put an article out, and was hearing a lot of that last night as well, talking to some uh, some people around uh, around downtown Nashville. Uh, so Hoyt Stanley, right D, six foot three. Favorite player growing up was uh, Daniel Sedin, and his best hockey memory at Canucks uh, going to a Canucks game was throwing up. So uh, that's a good story here. He'll have some fun stories for us. He was a good guy to talk to. 
<laughs> yeah, and that article's out now on CanucksArmy.com. So yeah, and final thing, Stanley. Final thing for me, I'll, I'll I'll get out after this. Um, as far as we know, we're talking to the prospect right after he's drafted. Uh, I'll write that tonight, have that up for Canucks Army tonight. No going out tonight. Tonight's going to be a big work night. We'll bang out a couple articles. I'll try and get one out here tonight. Don't look at me like that, Ty. I'm not going out. Uh, and then we'll get that article out. I'll talk to the prospect. Hoping that we'll get Alvin as well, but may not happen. Tomorrow we'll get a big wrap-up with Todd Harvey from what I'm hearing. So that'll be good. The director of scouting for the Vancouver Canucks. We'll get a chance to talk to him after the draft is over, as well as talking to all the prospects that are here between rounds two and seven. Uh, there's a media area set up for them, and we'll chat with all of them. Uh, and get you all that stuff up for Canucks Army, as well as some stuff that we'll bring here. I'll, I'll record all the audio, and we'll bring it up for the show. Uh, it's going to be a quick turnaround tomorrow, but it's going to be a fun one tomorrow to wrap up the entire second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventh rounds, which you know I'm jacked up for. We, there's, is there anything more of a good combination between Canucks Army and, like, sixth and seventh round picks? We love those guys here at Canucks Army, so we're gonna. I'm pumped about that. Uh, and whoever they pick at six overall will become hmm. one of our favorite prospects for sure moving forward. Sixth round, not six sixth overall. Round, sixth round. Six hey. overall, he wouldn't even talk to us. No, not at all. I'm just, it'd be ASP, and he wouldn't want to talk to us. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll close it out there. For my co-host, Chris Faber, uh, and our technical producer, Aaron Bordado, my name's David Quadrelli. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Canucks Conversation. Have fun. Thanks for listening to Canucks Conversation. Hit the subscribe button to never miss an episode. How about keep it to a thank you, Jim? Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.